This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. by a mile the podcast for anything and everything colorado avalanche and the official avs podcast for the hockey podcast network all right everyone welcome to the official first episode of the offside by a mile podcast uh i think to start we'll uh give everybody a bit of a intro jared you want to start us off sure yeah so i guess a little background info on me um well, to start, we were all born in 91. Um, I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, up here in Canada. Uh, quickly became a huge hockey fan due to my uh, brother and my dad being huge fans and players themselves. Um, quickly became a Jets fan. Super sad when they left and moved to uh, Phoenix. So I eventually became a New Jersey Devils fan. Um because of, you know, they had the crazy team, Arnott, Ilyash, Stevens, Rafalski, Broder, Broder my man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I moved to Calgary in 98. Um, took me a few years to uh, become a, a little bit of a Flames fan. I never really liked them, honestly, before that. But then once that 04 uh, rally came around, boom, I was a Flames fan. Flames fan for life now. Cup finals will do that to you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I've been loving playing hockey most of my life here. Can't wait to just uh, talk hockey the whole year, entertain you guys. Uh, yeah. On to you, Brett. Uh, well, thanks, everyone, for tuning into the first episode. Uh, my name is Brett Hush, and I've been in love with the game my, my whole life. Uh, I was born in Cranbrook, BC, middle of the mountains, uh, where I first took my step on the ice. Uh, I did end up relocating in Calgary, Alberta, where I'm a proud Flames fan and an overall NHL fan. Um, I guess you could say I'm just in love with the game when hockey's my life. And uh, watching or playing the game just brings me joy. So I can't wait to try and bring some of that joy to you guys down in Colorado. And last but not least, uh, I'm Tyler. I'm, unlike these two, I'm born and raised in Calgary. Been here just about my entire life. Uh... Even though I've been a flame, I've been a Calgarian my whole life. Uh, not so much the Flames fan. Uh, <laughs> Leafs are my number one, which I'm sure you'll catch eventually on this podcast when I talk <laughs> about Caudry with so many glowing regards, so many scouting reports, flashbacks. so many flashbacks <laughs> on red mists and many things that Caudry brings. Um, hockey is my life. There's no question about it. I play goalie. I play player. I ref. I watch. Obviously, we podcast. It's it's man. When winter happens, it's all hockey all the time. Um, I yeah. can't wait to 
give our thoughts on the Colorado Avalanche and the three of us Calgary boys just want to give everybody a nice unique view outside look on the Avalanche as well as bring our guests from the rest of the podcast network 31 other teams or 30 other teams 30 unique shows we're hoping to have guests from as many as we can mm-hmm. uh it's it's gonna be a very unique type of type of hockey podcast when compared to anything else nobody yeah nobody else has this kind of vast network i don't yeah. think when and- it comes to hockey podcasts so we're all really 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 excited to uh talk about hockey and talk about our teams and and hockey season's almost here. Woo! Let's get started. Let's go. And like the hockey gods smiled upon us, they gave us news. Oh, the good news. You gotta they love ga- it, Adam. They gave fans. us Miko Rantanen signing Miko, a contract. Miko. Oh, Hell what? Yeah. Oh, how 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 amazing of Miko Rantanen to hold out just for us. Right? You know? It's Good it's guy, not, man. I called the, him. It's not for the Colorado Avalanche. It's not for the fans. It's for us. <laughs> So we can talk about something on the very first episode of the podcast, you know? And something that we wanted to not, like, you know, this is the side I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to or talk about Miko not being here. Nobody wants to talk about that. And it's actually amazing to me that all these RFAs are getting done right now. And it's perfect timing. I love it. Yeah. If uh, going back to the fact that I'm a Leafs fan, we talked about it on our old podcast Last year for months with William Nylander, yeah. I was not prepared to do that again. Yeah, right. Exactly. I was not. Yeah. I, I could, man, I'm so happy that it's over. Right. And to be honest, I think, I don't know if you can be unhappy about this deal. Not at all. Right. Um, yeah, I think, I think six by, or six years, 9.25 mil. I think from a fan's perspective, it's six years and that's the best part. Yeah. I think from a team perspective, it's not Mitch Marner money, which is the best part. Honestly, and yeah. It's the same length. It's a million and a half less, pretty much. And you got your boy. Mm-hmm. Like, and he he's he's a stud. Oh, period. Yeah. Pure, plain and simple. He's a stud. Yeah. And we were kind of talking about it yesterday. If and this is this is my thoughts. I think Mitch Marner deserved about ten. And That's to fair. me to me, if you put Mitch Marner at ten Miko Ranton in, in Colorado, you know, with the kind of contract structures in Colorado, nine and a quarter is exactly where he should have been. Mm-hmm. Mitch Marner got overpaid. Probably, right. Yeah. So if he was a $10 million player, this is bang on the money. Mm-hmm. It's a great deal for the Avs. But when you look at Mitch Marner, get 10.893. 0.893. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's important, okay? It is. <laughs> the the 925 looks amazing. It does. And... From what I've heard, that's exactly what Rantanen was looking for. Yeah, that's what... Apparently, the Avs were trying to offer 8.9 or something. Um, yeah, like, we kind of talked about it last week. I don't know if anybody has checked out our Patreon page. If you do, simple donation of a dollar or more mm-hmm. gets you access to our first two preseason episodes, kind of test runs for us. We talked about Rantanen last week, the week before. Obviously, he was the topic of conversation all summer. For sure. Right? It's... I think the reports kind of last week were the Avs were around the eight and a half mark. Rantanen was at like the 10, like the Marner mark, right? Mm-hmm. Duh. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Right. Uh, but then there was also 
reports that nine and a half would probably get it done. So if you look at that, there's another quarter million you saved. Boom. Cha-ching. Good job by Sackick, right? Yeah, and I think they still got around seven mil left on the uh, to the cap there. That's the savings for so, when we got to pay Kale McCarr yeah. and everybody else. <laughs> gives it a bit of a cushion, too. It gives them uh, some leeway during the season to, if something happens bad, knock on wood, to anybody that they have the flexibility to do a move, make a move, sign someone, whatever. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, it's it's not very many teams in the NHL can be proud of their salary cap situation. Mm-hmm. Colorado is one of them that can. Yeah, they're very, very on top of uh, all their contracts, and it's just making their lives a lot, e- hell of a lot easier. It was another one of those things, too, right? Like, personally, going into the summer, we're like, man, Miko Rannon's the one that's going to get signed. There's so much money there. Like, you look at Tampa Bay, you look at Toronto, Calgary with Kachuk, Winnipeg with Line and Connor. Lots of teams handcuffed. They were cap strapped, too, on top of the fact that these guys wanted big money. Yeah. Rantanen was the only one where you're like, oh, they can pay him whatever the hell they want. But at the same time, if you overpay him, then it will strap you later, and that's the problem. Especially with the term that they were looking for. It definitely made sense. It definitely made sense to kind of hammer out a deal like this, but Mm -hmm. I'm glad it's over. Glad it's done. Exactly. The question is, do you think he's going to be in opening night lineup? I guess we'll find out. Uh, It's, what is it, four Four days, so... Don't rush it, but if he's ready and he wants to play, get him in there. Because I'm sure McKinnon can uh, feed him a few nice passes because he's been playing well. This is kind of my thought, right? So, yes, he didn't get any preseason game time, but not playing him isn't going to get him game time either. Exactly. Right? Like, they're going to have some sort of skate Monday, some sort of skate Tuesday, I would assume, Mm -hmm. maybe a day off Wednesday before the start of the season. They're not going to practice hard on Thursday when they have a game. They're not going to practice hard Friday because they got a game Saturday. Mm-hmm. So what's you're not really might as well get them in. You might as well put them in. I think even a even a rusty Rantanen is you think a pretty good player. I think <laughs> the only the only thing I would wonder is maybe you don't put them up on the top line to start. Yeah, maybe you throw them on the Ease third line or bit. something. Meh. I I don't well, know. That's, and that's up to them. But Kadri has been playing nice especially on that top power play. But you'd think in, like, a power play, Rantanen would probably get put in anyway. Yeah, so I that's what I would think. I would think you'd put Rantanen on the power play stuff, maybe give him some easier, like, minutes on the third line when it comes to, like, the D side of the game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the look ahead is you wanted to play with Landis Cog and McKinnon again. Like, mm-hmm. duh, right? But... Uh, Man, it's it's a big leap of pace, that's for sure. That, like, I think we've said it before, You practice is never game speed. Never, We're ever, talking about ever. practice. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You cannot practice at game speed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just last year, this is my fear. Last year, the Avs had a rough start. Yeah. Hopefully this doesn't throw a wrench into it and do it again. Because mm-hmm. we all watched the preseason. It was not the best effort. Yeah, overall, if, you, if you're talking. Uh, it's yeah. only preseason. It's only preseason. But it was less than 
average. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> extremely mediocre. That being said, that uh, snipe Burkowski had oh, and on Saturday night was outrageous. That's a good sign to get him going. And it's good. All the all the new boys right there got the goals on Saturday. Kadri with a nice That's power true. play setup from McKinnon. McCarr gets an assist on that. What a beauty he's going to be. Oh, oh, Kale McCarr. But Andre with a nice snipe and Jonas with a with the third goal there. So good. All the new boys are scoring. That's the thing. That's kind of my thoughts too, right? Like maybe you do keep Donsquay up with the big boys with Landeskog McKinnon, get him rolling with the new team, get him comfortable, and then maybe you move him. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's like a two-week thing, yeah. but maybe you and do that for game one against Calgary. If if last season's any uh, any indication of of what they like to do in Colorado with mixing up the lines, they do it all the time, right? Like how many times did they mix up McKinnon, Landeskog, Ranton, and, yeah. uh, especially when things aren't going their way. And – with these new guys, Burkowski, Donskoy, Kadri, that that's huge secondary players that can go up and down your lineup, especially Kadri. He's going to be so valuable for that, and like so valuable. So like they got so many options, which is which is really not what they had last year. Scouting report number one for Nasim Kadri for me is he is he can definitely play top line. He can definitely play second line, but as a third line man, like I'm not saying he should be a th- like he's a he's a second line center, period. Mm-hmm. He was a third line center in Toronto, just because they had Tavares and Matthews. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> he still scored 30 goals on a third line against the best players on the other team. Yep. He matched up against McDavid. He right. matched up against everybody's top line center, top line period, mm-hmm. and shut them down. When Kadri gets pissed off, gets the burr under his skin, that's when he's the best. And he's really good at knocking other people off his game. And he's also really good at scoring against them. And it's he's the perfect player to shut down the other team, to be your shutdown center. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you need him to put the puck in the net on the top line or whatever, fill in for somebody who's hurt or whatever. Power man, play team. Right. He is perfect at that too. Like, yep. it it was a really good trade from a Colorado standpoint, just because like Tyson Berry was expiring, you probably weren't gonna have like re-sign him. It's the it's the one year rental, but it's kind of the Kyle Dubas special. He did it with Muzzin kind of too, right? Where right. you get them for the whole season rather than like oh, six weeks. Yeah, before rather the playoffs, than right? yeah, exactly. Plus, you look at the depth on the back end for the Avs, and you're just like, yeah. Are you gonna miss Tyson Berry that bad? I, if Kale McCarr does what Kale McCarr was doing mm-hmm. in the playoffs, no, you're not gonna miss him at all. And already so far in the preseason, he even looks quicker now. Like he's gonna be one of the best D in the league, in my opinion, this year. Out like top twenty D man, easy. It's. I just really hope we're not putting the cart before the horse here, but it's, yeah, man, it's true. It, I've I said it on one of our previous like our preview episodes of the podcast that are on, it's on Patreon there. It's hard to believe he didn't play a single game before the playoffs last year. Yeah, it it's unreal. Like, like he he fit, and yeah, to come into the playoffs, you're not just coming into like Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, you're not coming into like 
oh, the playoff push. Yeah. No, no, you're playing for your playoff lives. Yeah. And just no problem. And that's a huge amount of respect and trust that the Avs have in him too, right? So they they know what he's all about, right? So they they knew he would fit in like that. Well, maybe not that well, but they knew he would be able to play with. They knew he was going to be a top six. Yeah. All right. And wow, what a... I guess we what could. Graphic. I guess we could go ahead and talk about uh, Bowen Byram then. I think, considering we're talking about the defense, I think some people are maybe a little disappointed that he got sent down. Little, I, I don't disappointed. I don't think is the right word. Just a little bummed out. Little, yeah. But I, I think it's the place for him. I do. I think. It's Did you the see right the move. highlight of him when yes. he went? To, oh man! Like right. Kids like uh, I'm. I'm too good for this place. Yeah. He. Goes back to junior, just uh, you know, end to end, no, no problem, right? Like, if, oh, if right. only he would have scored. See, that's why you got to send him back to junior. He, next time, he's got to score on that play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to score that bow. Yeah, then you can come back. Then up. you can come back. <laughs> and you know, it's not worth it. It's not. Yeah, it's not really worth. You know, there's people out there that are like, why can't we just put him on, on the AHL team? Which I mean, in theory, like. It should be an option, but it's the the way the NHL and the CHL have their agreement that if you're 19, you go back to junior. Yeah, unless you're they got to make money too, right? So you want your superstars to play in the league because if every superstar just left at 18, the CHL would be a brutal league. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, that would suck for It'd all those rough, teams, <laughs> right? So, like, I get it from a like from a business standpoint. I understand from a fan standpoint. You're like, it'd be nice if the Colorado Eagles could push this guy along, give him some, like, at, like, man, exp- like, man experience. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Playing give against the, the men. Yeah, right? Like, playing against a full-grown man, like, 26, 27-year-old, 6'3 guy, right? It's right. way different than punching around in junior. Yeah, little 17, 18-year-olds, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good, and, you know, if, hey, if they get to the playoffs, they got some injuries on the back end, maybe they pull him a car like last year and pull him up. Yeah, you never maybe, know. Man. But in the end, in my opinion, it's there's no rush, and and clearly this this defense is going to be just fine without him. They don't they don't need to rush him in, so it's all good. We'll see what happens. It's probably going to be the best move anyway. It's it's another one of those things. Like, is he even going to be on the big club next year? Exactly, because next year they might very well put him on the Colorado Eagles just for the fact of the matter that he can play against men and not not get burned, not get, like, if all of a sudden Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid's coming down his wing and he gets burned, you don't want that to... Yeah, morale, affect his morale and everything. Right? And it's, it's yeah, one of those so, things. It and happens, that... right? It, Kale McCarr has spoiled everyone. 19- and 20-year-old defensemen don't really happen in the NHL. Exactly, and don't... And don't fret if they aren't there yet. Some some D men don't even come into their own until they're 24, 25. Look at look at Mark Giordano. I was just about to say that. Look at this guy, undrafted, comes into league. He won the freaking Norris last year at thirty at thirty five. Yeah. So you know he's just getting to his best years. Lots of D men and even you know goaltenders are the same kind of way. It's it's forwards like wingers, then centers, then defensemen, yeah, and then goalies. Exactly. The wingers, you know, you have less defensive responsibility. It's not as crazy to see them come in at 19 years old and dominate. Yeah. Centers, you know, 
20 added responsibility kind of defenseman yeah. 21 22 goalies 25 <laughs> yeah really right it's it's one of those things right it just let it happen yep the d the top 6 in the big club they they'll get the job done this year don't you worry yeah and plus uh which is really good we got we got Eric Johnson back he was playing last night so we got him back. Ian Cole's still uh, still recovering here what, from Christmas his double of? hip whatever. Yeah, that's going to be Yikers. Rough. So with that being said, that might take a little bit of more recovery time because that's major, obviously. Yeah, that's a huge. Can't, so, ex- can't exactly, you know, ride the bike when you're recovering from hip surgery. Yeah, exactly. Hard to stay in shape. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> But you know, like Gerard, Gerard's gonna be mm-hmm. a monster this year. I think that's another sweet deal they got over the summer for right? sure. His extension. Uh, Eric Johnson, obviously, on the first pair with him, Zadorov, Makar, mm-hmm. Zadorov. I can't. Even, is he Zadorov? Zadorov. I don't even remember what. We'll he, have to look that up. But I've, I think I've heard it both ways. Yeah, and, and I hate Zadorov. Yeah, it just sounds weirder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a. I like watching him too. He's he just throws his body around. I'm pretty sure he's led the team on hits the last two straight years. So, <laughs> the one fantasy pool I'm in, man, he is oh, he is yeah. so highly rated because we have hits, and it's just right. like he just chucks his body around, and you're like, he's a big boy. That's man, that's such a great thing to have back there. Is a, a guy like that, you know, just yeah. throwing the body around, get that intimidation factor going, get the get the aggression going. <laughs> Every team needs somebody like that. Yeah, for sure. And then that bottom pair, it's got, you know, a bit of a ways to go. But there's just, there's so many. It, it's such a good battle mm-hmm. for those last two spots, you know, right? Like right now, especially. Does Callie Rosen make the team? Mm-hmm. They just got him with that Codger trade, too. Does Timmons make the team? Right. He had a great camp. Right. Uh, Connaughton, you know. Yeah, on the left side. You think Kanatma would be like a sixth, seventh, maybe seventh, eighth? Yeah, right. So it's, it's good. And then good Magna, competition. Right? Yeah, Magna's. well, Magna on the wing. Yeah, he's yeah, right. He's a, had that, a really good camp. He played in five preseason games. Uh, we'll is, see what happens with him. That's a lot. Yeah. Obviously, they wanted to have as much of a look at him as they could. Exactly. And right. he scored a beauty against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. When, what day was that? Uh, I can't remember even. 20, Sometime last 20, week. Yeah. Um, made uh, Malcolm Subban look like a little bit of a fool. Uh, he's That's easy. Yeah. He really <laughs> did not look good in that. He's a, he's, he's a weird work in progress goalie, too. Yeah. Hopefully they don't have the... Uh... Gruby looks pretty good, too. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, he had 33 stops last night. and Francis so. had an all right camp, too. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, I was forgetting about uh, Ryan Graves in the back. Mm. And Barbario. I don't know if he'll make the team, but right. we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I, like, I, I'm a lot more confident in the goaltending now than I was at the start of camp. Even though they didn't win the games, the goaltending was not necessarily the problem. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. Wasn't the issue, that's for sure. So, it's good yet. 
I would I'm looking forward to Groobs really uh holding it down, showing he can, you know, be a starter. Hopefully, for all you Avs fans out there, he is what we're hoping he is. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully the the sheltered minutes that he's had are not uh not what helped him be the goalie he was. Mm-hmm, for Fingers sure. crossed, right? Everybody everybody talks about it. It's one thing going from playing 35, 40 games with help to playing 60 games where you're the man. Yeah, where you have most of the responsibility on your shoulders, which he definitely will this year because I'm not too sure about Francis yet, but I, we'll see. I think he should be okay for like a 20 game. Hopefully. I'm still wondering if somebody hits the waiver wire if the Avs don't try to pick him up. Yeah. I'm like I'm not necessarily surprised they didn't hit any of these earlier waiver drops and we kind of talked about it like Right. These teams are putting goalies and stuff on waivers like weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Whereas last year it was like right before the season try and sneak him in and teams are like, "Yeah, no, no, I want that. I need him. Yeah. I need Calvin Pickard. I need uh, McElhaney, yeah. I need so and so, right? So, there's definitely guys that are still around that need to go through waivers. Yeah, yeah. You we'll never know. So, one. I mean, yesterday, uh, so Saturday, uh, the Avs made that Bebo trade, mm, right. which is that's a super like minor league deal. That's Bebo is not coming up anytime soon. He mm-hmm. is not your third guy. He was in Toronto late. Leafs drafted him. He's been kind of bouncing around. Um, he's he's one of those goalies where crushed it in junior hockey. Absolutely crushed it. Won a Memorial Cup. His team was hella good too, but <laughs> won a Memorial helps. Cup. Comes up to the pros and just never did anything. He was in the AHL Ulster team last year. No, no, I think two years ago. So, like... Again, we were just talking about it. Goalies, you know, 25, 26. It's not that crazy if they're not, like, if they're just coming into the show right now. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things, right? It's development. Takes weird time with goalies. You have no idea what the hell's happening. Right. So, Bebo could be a nice little diamond in the rough. The risk-reward mm-hmm. is minimal. Like, there's no there's barely any risk. Like, right. They didn't exactly trade a blue-chip prospect for him. But... The returns could be pretty nice if he figures out how to stop the puck at a NHL level. Yeah. The the raw talent's there. It's just the question of the consistency and all that stuff. And it, the between the ears. Reported to the Eagles, so he'll have lots of minutes there, I would assume. Yeah. Because, so. what, it's probably him and Adam Werner, who's 22. So, so there you go, yeah. You'd think Anton Bebo probably gets the majority of the starting minutes there, but uh, you never know. Yeah. Connor Timmons is still, man, I I feel for him. If he doesn't make the team out of camp, he's got to be the first call-up. Oh, guaranteed. Got to be. Yeah. Right? Like, coming back from his concussion and having a camp like that. Hey, it's actually, like, super inspirational story because that's like a full year like we've already talked about it before but i just think that's incredible that you can go a full year off and then come back to a camp and just play your butt off like he is right now so good on him he's really making a case for himself just like magna is um time will tell yep for sure but yeah at least you got that security back there i think 
there's just a good situation on that back end. We haven't really touched on the additions to the bottom six either, which, uh, like, mm, bottom yeah. six forwards, right? Like, Bellamar had a pretty decent camp. For sure. He um, looks really good. He's so, he's so, such a strong... Uh, Colin Wilson, Maniotto, like, yeah. those are some kind of low-risk, again, low-risk gambles on trying to beef up the bottom six that was clearly a problem last year. Exactly. Yeah. Now, and plus, they bolstered, like, that whole second line, which can spread out for sure into that third what's well, another bonus of Rannon being signed right now oh, exactly because he's gonna go and f- take Donskoy's spot now that pushes Donskoy down the roster which makes him way more of a threat mm-hmm. it's it's so crazy what one top player can do for your team right because it's it's not just simply adding a top line scorer it's pushing a guy that's maybe not as good as his top line competition but he may be better than the second line competition right? well hell and donskoy mm-hmm. looked pretty good on that first line right yeah, so, so then if that's playing against the top d pair what's it like playing against the second d pair right you should be able to burn them and those you know when you play a a stacked defensive team it's just you know it just gives you so many more options like in some of these games you're going to see this season that they're going to shut down landeskog they're going to shut down mckinnon and rantanen but then you got to deal with the second, third wave of this scoring. Yeah. It's so highly valuable. Look at Tampa Bay. Look at yes, Toronto. Right. Look at teams like this. Nashville had Deep. it for a bit, right? Like, you just wear teams down. Yeah. It's not simply like, man, our bottom pair of defensemen are kind of rough. We're just going to we're gonna hide them against their third line. Right. What if you can't do that? <laughs> hmm Right? And that's Colorado had that problem last year. Now, they made the playoffs, they beat the Flames, they made it to game seven of the second round. Mm-hmm. Could have won that one. We can all <laughs> that. Um Probably should have at least had a better chance to win that one. Yeah. But if you had that consistent bottom six scoring all year, mm-hmm. that's yeah. probably a way different first round, second round. That's true. Even though <laughs> as much as it didn't really, I guess, matter, <laughs> in last year's playoffs, it was just such a crapshoot of what happened in there. But... Let's put it this way. Uh, banking on the bottom seed beating the top seed is a fool's game. <laughs> yeah. So probably don't want to be there again. Exactly. You definitely don't want to put yourself in that situation. The but... Flames blew it. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Avs, the Avs earned it. That's for sure. Well, exactly. Outplayed the crap out of the Flames. So, Yeah, but, you know, obviously you don't want to be pushing for a wild card if you... Ideally, you want to get in that top three, but this central division is pretty stacked. So it's going to be a task. There's a lot of good teams, and the teams that were, you know, fringe playoff teams last year have gotten better. The teams at the top of the freaking division pretty much have gotten better as well. Yeah, man. If not stayed as good as they were. It's been a weird offseason around the whole league. It just seems like everybody's kind of gotten better. How the hell does that happen? Yeah. There's been uh, a lot of shifts going on. Ottawa got worse, and that's about if it. If that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out opening night. Um, Yeah, so I like it's – I can't wait. I cannot wait for – I can't wait for Thursday. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about real hockey time. Right. <laughs> it's almost here, folks. It's almost here. 
Such a good time. Hey, and uh, just so you know, uh, in Calgary, when it's hockey season, it snows. Yeah, so, yeah. It's already yeah. snowing here. So It's like, oh, it's hockey season. Well, we better snow a bit because, you know, that's <laughs> what it is. That's how, we, that's how we roll here. Uh, one thing that I want to give a shout out to the Avs fans for, um, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Avs fans for years were pushing for like an Avs fest mm. at the start oh, of the, the year. Fest, yeah. And, you know, I never really looked into this because the Flames do one, but it's in the middle of the year, right? And a lot right. of Canadian teams do in the middle of the year, where the Avalanche one is actually at the start of the year. So it's they did, um, it's free, free entry, free tickets, free popcorn, free hot dogs, free drinks, free everything. So you go there, you get to meet the players, meet the team. Uh, yeah, do, it looked like a blasty blast. That's yeah, for sure. it, and it's it's all free. It's just come. Sick. Um, but the, it all started by Avs fans pushing to get this there, which is really cool. It shows how dedicated you guys really are for um, watching this team. Can we also yeah. push these friggin' cable companies to Gigs, the put exact, the games on television? Right. But God. it was cool because they opened up with <laughs> an actual – they were doing drills, actually, at the very start at one end of the ice, and then it turned into a four-on-four kind of – uh, practice shinny kind of thing with some drills and then they actually ended it with a cool shootout and some of the goals that were scored in the shootout were just awesome um Sweet. and at the very end they actually had um a fan got picked from one of the, every player and they stood on the ice and the players came out and gave them sticks and stuff like oh, that yeah, and they I signed it that. all yeah, yeah that's really cool i've never oh, seen yeah. anything like that but like it makes it, so much more sense through this early year yeah, but I have to give like props to all you Avs fans for pushing something like that, showing that you care for this team so much, and they give it back to you. Hell yeah. yeah. Well done, folks. That being said, the uh, the season is upon us. It has come. Wednesday, we will be recording our season game one preview. We'll call it that. Yeah. Um, please check us out. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We are offside a mile. Wow, we are offside by a mile, and uh, very, very, very excited to be here. Can't wait to interact with everyone and watch some hockey. Let's go, Avs! Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.